1: our patients at Orthopedic 1 we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better and every day your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us that's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust find a physician near you at orthopedic1.com
0: this episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hims and their new line of CBD gummies these gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, naturally hemp CBD distillate is baked-in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. Underneath the ring, I grabbed everything I could find. Uh-huh. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, I found some mice, some rats. Oh, yeah, some big rats. Then so I know. found this nice chair. Gotcha. 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 Are you? Yeah. Are you a uh, heel turn? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be swinging the bed all around. Let's I be Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit a bunch of marks. <laughs> Turning into yeah. the new Tanner Pruitt. Yeah, yeah, just just knocking people out in the head. Fickle. Yeah, they're all fickle. <laughs> Turning the heel tonight because of all these, uh, all these people getting all upset about the Oscar Charlotte things. Mm. Freaking mm. ridiculous. Topical. Yes, yeah, super topical. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that we're talking about it. Uh, and we will be talking more about it here, of course, because this, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Headlock Talk. Yes, it is. We're back again yes, for another episode here. Uh, to my left here, of course, the one, the only, Mr. Steven Broody. Hello, everyone. And of course, I'm Tanner Pruitt. I guess you've already, you've already the the new Tanner, the Pruitt. new Tanner Pruitt. Yeah, you know, new and improved. Got a new attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Keep a lookout on uh, Fantasy Warfare 2019 <laughs> Hell yeah. for the new Tanner Pruitt. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm gonna I'm gonna interfere in that match. <laughs> Man, cost somebody their shot at the finals. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's talk about the show here. I mean, we're going to run down Raw, we're going to run down SmackDown, yep. talk some NXT. It also looks like the G1 uh, Supercard uh, with uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor has been finalized. That's a great name, by the way, Supercard. G1 Supercard. Very uh, very aptly named as well, because yeah. if you take a look at that card... it's. It's pretty super. It's super duper, it's pretty super one duper. could argue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we'll, It looks like also the NXT TakeOver e- uh, New York City cards finalized as well, so we'll cover some of that. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the moment you and I have all been waiting for. Slash dreading. S- slash dreading. <laughs> we, this has been a long process here, but we're going to cover the semis of Fantasy Warfare. We will determine the finalists of the inaugural Fantasy Warfare Tournament, ladies and gentlemen. There's some big matches that we have today. So Yeah. Without further ado, let's just talk about this week in wrestling here, Steven. Um, Raw was pretty uh forgettable.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh there were some aspects of it that I really, really liked. There were some aspects of it that I really, really didn't like. Um, the show kind of kicked off with um a beat-the-clock challenge between the three ladies. Mm. Uh, It, of course, is announced, obviously, that uh, the main event of WrestleMania will be the triple threat match between Becky, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda Rousey, of course. Mm. Steven, what are your thoughts and feelings about the triple threat match being the main event, the show closer? I think it's great, honestly. um, I know when the rumors came out or... The speculations came out that this would be the the first uh, women's main event. Um, When it first came out, it kind of just sounded like a no brainer to me, honestly. Yes, you know, you take these these three ladies, uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Those are three of the biggest stars. uh, Throwing gender out the window, those are some some of the three biggest stars. Not Mahal, but gender, as in like male and female. Right, a capital G. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to a capital J instead of a capital J. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, these three ladies are some of the biggest stars, gender aside. Uh, so, I mean, why not? Of course, it, it definitely makes sense to me. Well, and they've been talking about doing this since last year's WrestleMania,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when they the uh, and again, this is completely in canon. You can go all the way back last year through all the news. That's what they were talking about. They wanted to have it was supposed to be Ronda versus Charlotte would have been the proposed main event. Uh, And of course, uh, over the course of that year, Becky Lynch, you know, massive uh, takeoff in terms of popularity. And uh, I think she's definitely deserving of that spot too. So, you know, this will be very, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, we've said it before talking about this match. This match is going to be great. Yeah. I I really think it's going to be a great match, um, especially, you know, with, Everything that's that's been going on with with these three ladies, I personally feel like they've done a good job of building it. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get into some other stuff today, uh, some unnecessary things, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but it, it's going to be a great match. So, it, in terms of this being a main event, I think it's a great idea. Sweet, sweet. Well, let's let's talk about RAW because uh, the three women that we have just discussed here—they were part—they kicked off RAW with the Beat the Clock Challenge. Uh, Ronda Rousey comes out. And she says, I only have a few things to say, or I only have one thing to say. It turned out to be a few things, because <laughs> her timing, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she says, first off, you're welcome for mm. the main event. Uh, oh. the, the crowd uh, uh, definitely had a little bit of heat on that. Mm. Uh, she promises to to tap out both Becky and Ron at the same time. So I guess that's one massive arm bar that she's going to put on. Yeah, I- I'm trying to... V- visualize. I'm trying to visualize this in my head, and I I can't tell if uh Becky and Charlotte will be on top of each other mm. and, and both of the left arms will be in the arm bar. I like where this is going. Or if they're on opposite sides and Becky's right arm and Charlotte's left arm. Uh-huh. I, I can't I can't both of them look very strange in my head. You'd almost have to have two rondas Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yeah, possibly an armbar hook with the leg, maybe. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure. It it, it'll be interesting if she applies it. Yeah. Um, Well, she better. She she promised. uh, She did promise. Promise. Um, she she calls the beat the clock gimmick. Uh, uh, she calls the beat the clock challenge rather a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Uh, and says let's get over it. Um, so, uh, the riot squad come out. Followed by Becky and Charlotte. Um, yeah, you know, Becky cut a pretty solid promo, saying that she'll be holding the title belt above her head, and she'll have Ronda Rousey's skull underneath her foot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, quite the image there. And then Charlotte says that the main event is all because of what she's done over the last seven years. And for me, that's kind of hard to beat that logic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is—I uh, mean, if you've never seen the Beat the Clock Challenge before. Uh, basically, um, basically, you know, for one one person starts off in a one on one match. Uh, so each Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda had their own member of the Riot Squad that they had to face. Ronda was first, so she set the time. Uh, she um, she tapped out Sarah Logan in a one minute and twenty five seconds. So what that means is that Charlotte and Becky, in order to win the beat the clock challenge, one of one or the other would have to either pinfall or submit their own opponents. Uh, in uh, a minute 25 or less. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, Charlotte was unable to beat that time, uh, but Becky was able to, um, uh, you know, beat the clock, essentially, obviously. Uh, and and uh, she got the pin fall in less than a minute 25. So, Becky came away looking pretty solid. Uh, she's got this real... Um, uh, baby face almost connor McGregor air about her yeah uh she's a really great talker she's got really great com- uh, confidence and cockiness and and she can back it up so yeah yeah you know. th- th- this match kind of seems strange to me just because uh you know the the hype for this triple threat match is very real uh-huh and it has been real very for- divisive yeah I don't see why we needed this match. It's very strange to me. It yeah. it doesn't really seem to serve a purpose other than uh who who can win fastest. Well, other than the <laughs> riot squad looking like garbage. Total jobbers. You know, yeah. like I don't know. I agree with you there. I, I 100% agree. I, I don't know if this if this match really needed to happen. Well, you know, this has a good lead up because of, uh, on next week's Raw that that's being advertised we're going to see uh Becky, Charlotte and Ronda actually team together against the riot squad yeah what yeah mind-blowing crazy um, mm-hmm. the the stipulation is they can't turn on each other otherwise um, I think they'll like be forfeiting their spot in the match or something like mm-hmm. that there'll be repercussions see. of some sort so see. Uh, very strange okay. uh, we had two very quick matches that followed that uh, a Finn Balor. Uh, match with uh, Lashley, and it was going to be Leo Rush, but it turned out to instead be Gender Mahal. So mm. uh, stipulation was if Finn Balor could beat Gender and Bobby Lashley in a handicap match, he gets a shot at the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. I see. And of course, uh, you know Gender being Gender, uh, he kind of flubbed it for uh, Bobby Lashley, and uh, Finn Balor was able to hit the coup de gras, and uh, he's got a shot, and Lashley's all upset. Okay, I I mean, am I the only one that that, that really doesn't care about this uh, this Bobby Lashley Finn Balor feud I, I, right I, now? I don't really, uh, I, I I can feel indifferent about it. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that Finn Balor's never pinned Bobby Lashley to win any of their matches. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he pinned Leo Rush, right, he right. pins you know, Jinder Mahal this week. You know, so I don't know if their logic is, okay, well, and he finally pins Bobby Lashley, it'll be a huge victory for Finn and it'll be a big payoff. And yeah, I mean, Finn... I think that might be what they're going for. But I mean, at this point, the in my opinion, you know, I, Finn Balor, obviously fantastic wrestler, and, and Bobby Lashley is as well in his own right. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, none of these matches have really given me that much. You know, so I don't know if this constant... Uh, rematch after rematch after rematch with these two guys is is really going to pay off in the end in my opinion. I mean, it's it's just another match added to the card. I mean, that's Right, right. Uh, but I, and, and but I, 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 is but, that a reason to have a match? You know? No, I 100% agree with you and uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people out there would agree with you as well. Um that's how I personally feel about some events that happen on SmackDown, mm. but we'll be getting to that in just a minute. Yeah. Um, a, another match in quick succession here that we had was um, Alistair Black and uh, Ricochet against the Revival. Uh, that was you know very a, a trend with tonight's or not tonight's but that night's Raw was uh, very short, very rushed matches. So this mm-hmm. was a lot sloppier, unfortunately, than what I would expect from either of these teams or yeah. any of the four individuals in the match. Um, but it seemed like Raw was more focused on let's build storylines and have promo segments, uh, and we'll we'll have some matches scattered throughout. And they had a lot of matches, but all of them were super short. Um, yeah. So Ricochet hits a, a basically a double black mass on uh, the revival. Ricochet. Oh, I'm sorry. Alistair Black. I was about... My mind was yeah, about Ricochet, to Yeah, Ricochet. It was like one of those N64 games where, yeah. like, you could steal your opponent's finisher. Yeah. And then it's Alistair a, Black hit the 630 yeah, on Scott Dawson. It's it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> Alistair Black, super athletic, you know, hitting that 630. No, oh, yeah. No, it was the other way around, obviously. Alistair Black, double black mass um, on the revival, and mm-hmm. then Ricochet hitting the 630. Um, Michael Cole, who's obviously Vince McMahon here on yeah. commentary... Yeah. Um, He says, well, maybe now Ricochet and Aleister Black will be lined up for a tag team title match. And it's like, well... What is this maybe garbage? Right. They've beaten the champs like twice. Yeah. I think the next logical step is they beat the champs at WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest, I think we're going to see the revival right off into the sunset after this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't really see them going uh, too much further. Uh, if you look at their social media, there were some, some posts that they've made, you know, uh, there was one fan who took a picture of his nephews and said, look, my nephews are tag champs or they're pretending to be tag champs. Right. They've dressed up as the revival. Well, they, they just had the belts. right? Right. Okay. And, um, yeah, one of them wrote back, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon those poor kids. Yeah, yeah, a yikes! Little, little rough. Yeah, uh, there was also um, I heard about a, a live show where there was a fan at, near the front row or at the front row. He was wearing an AEW shirt at a live event, and one of the members of the Rev- Revival went over to him and said, uh, "You know, we'll see you in May." I was like, uh, you know i I just don't see the Revival sticking around. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. But for what it's worth, say they do go to AEW. You have the Revival, you have the Young Bucks, and you have the Lucha Brothers, uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. All three of those tag teams are sick. Got Plus, the makings of a solid division there. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Plus you have the, the other tag team of the best friends with Chuck T and Trent Beretta. Mm. Those guys are an awesome tag team too. Very entertaining. A little bit more comedic, uh, comedic perhaps. Yeah, that has its place though. Yeah. A hundred percent. So... Yeah, I think AEW is definitely trying to make the tag team section a uh, mainstay, uh, a marquee part of its... I mean, honestly, yeah. that that sounds like a really, really good business plan, because if you take a look at the next uh, leading promotion and the, l- let's be honest here, the disarray that its tag team division is in right now... Oh, yeah. Man, if you come out with a solid tag team division and, and give people that every week, man... That is going to set you up really nicely, especially right. as a brand new promotion going against WWE. Well, and 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 to get away from the negatives here, if Alister Black and Ricochet win the tag titles, that props them up as as serious competitors on the main roster. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be great to see some NXT call ups actually being taken very seriously. Absolutely, and these are two guys who definitely deserve your attention. Yeah, so. Uh, moving right along, we had a Roman Reigns segment uh, where he accepted Drew McIntyre's challenge for a fight at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, McIntyre says he would be he would hold Raw hostage until Roman came out and give give him an answer. What does that even mean? Uh, He's just gonna stand in the ring. I guess nobody was gonna. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess he yeah. would he would fight off anybody because I really want to hear Drew McIntyre talk for forty five minutes, <laughs> dude. Well, or or for two and a half hours at this or point. That, yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, Roman comes out and he says, "Don't you ever talk about my wife and kids again." He attacks McIntyre, and then uh, you know that was about it. You know, uh, you know, Drew kind of dispatched of Roman, and uh, you know that's, that's, that's setting up our match. So I'm thinking that Roman. I mean, it's real fifty fifty on this one for for Mania for me. Um, I th- I could see Roman or McIntyre going over because Roman's making his return. Obviously, he needs to get back in that lineup, or it's a redemption story for him. And McIntyre goes over because he's been real red hot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I my just... my prediction would probably be that dri- that McIntyre would uh, go over. Yeah,
2: specifically
0: because uh the other big matches and how I want them to go, of course. So. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I, I tried all morning to get a Scottish accent going so yeah. I could talk about this segment of the show, but it, it wasn't working out well. It came out more Jamaican than anything else. Awesome. So uh,
1: we'll, we'll, you'll we'll, have to give
0: me a taste of that after the show. Of course, I can't do this on microphone. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got too much dignity for that at this point. And um, I've been waiting for McIntyre to grow on me, and it just hasn't. He just hasn't. I mean, I think that. Uh, it's gonna take more time. Yeah, it's just gonna have to take more time because at this point, I mean, I, he's clearly talented. He's clearly a good big man. It's just that
2: he,
0: it, I've just had we, enough we need of more. the characters where that's all they are is I'm a crazy big guy. I got lots of muscles and I'm not right in the head. I'm gonna get you. Like it's such a two dimensional or, or one dimensional character that it just comes off bland to me. I feel like McIntyre is. Definitely a lot more intelligent than we see for a lot of these other big, bad heel guys. Yeah. Um, You know, he's the Scottish psychopath, after all. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's all about how you write. And I don't think that there's just people who don't dedicate themselves to take enough time to write for these characters, even though that's what their their whole job is. (laughs) Right. Right. That they don't write for these guys, these characters, and give them an- enough depth, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy to think because you have three hours of content to fill. Yeah. here on USA for Raw, if you just concentrate more on okay, not everybody has to be on every single show, but let's really like, you know, give these guys some depth. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll care more about Drew McIntyre, or maybe yeah. I'll care more about. No, I, 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 can't care more about Gender Mahal. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> well, uh, and I, this thought just popped into my head, so let me know what you think about it. But, mm. um, I think part of it, uh, you know, with some of the older wrestling that I uh grew up with, like in the two thousands, mm. there was a lot more um backstage interaction, yeah. between wrestlers, and, and not necessarily even just like uh Roman and McIntyre coming in the back and talking to each other, but like have someone else come and talk to McIntyre about his match and, and just give some more depth. I feel like they're putting these storylines in isolation. Mm. And and if it's Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, you're never going to hear anyone else talk about that storyline. And I feel that that leads to a super, uh, like, like a lack of depth yeah. in storylines because... It, it seems like only these two guys care about what's happening, and you don't hear anyone else's opinion about it. It's funny you say that because right after this segment, we're we're, we're shown Drew McIntyre walking backstage, mm-hmm. and who is to confront him but Dean Ambrose? Mm. And Dean Ambrose says, "You got lucky the other the other week when you put me out. You know, uh, you know. I'm a, I want one more match with you." I wanted it to be a last man standing match, so it was a last man standing match announced at the uh, for the main event of Raw. Right Rome. on, right on. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, it was a good little surprise there in the middle. Yeah, uh, we had a um, we had a match Sasha Banks in her hometown of Boston uh, facing uh, uh, Natalia. Hmm. Um, this is basically a a replay of what we saw last week, though, because uh, there was a little bit back and forth. And then interference by Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, of course, Boo! Of, of course, uh, Beth Phoenix, the returning Beth Phoenix is, is at ringside. Mm-hmm. And she dispatches of both big girls. So, yeah. uh, so she throws Nia out of the ring. And then she, uh, she does her finisher on Tamina, which is pretty impressive because she has to hoist Tamina up and over vertically in the air and then slam her Face first, man. Uh, so um, impressive feat of strength there. Um, Tamina sold it pretty well, surprisingly enough. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Beth Phoenix looked great here. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're seen backstage with Sasha and Bailey. Um, they say, you know what? You know, uh, we promised that we would defend these tag titles for uh, against all comers. Uh, you know, so we'll be taking on the iconics, Nia Jackson, Tamina, and Beth Phoenix and Natalia at WrestleMania. So that Fatal Four Way Tag Team, uh, Women's Tag Team Title Match is official at this point. Okay, so all right. that's all, that's good. So your prediction came true. My prediction came true. Yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> we we are also shown that the Hart Foundation are going to be going to the Hall of Fame. That's Bret Hart, and of course Natalia's father, um. Uh, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, they'll be very nice. they'll be inducted. So Bret Hart will be a two-time Hall of Famer. Uh, we're seeing back in the ring, Natalia and Beth Phoenix are a bit emotional about the experience, and mm. rightfully so. I mean, this it's been a crazy, chaotic year for Natalia, and I think yeah. this is very uh, nice touch, very fitting, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's good to see that her family gets honored uh, this way uh, this year in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I, I'm really struggling to continue talking about this raw. <laughs> uh, particularly because of this segment here. Yeah. We've got a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss. She brings Braun Strowman out to the ring. They have this like this dynamic, like, like the Hulk and the Black Widow. Like, you know how how Black Widow's the only one in the movies who can calm down the Hulk?
2: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. basically
0: what this is. I Alexa see. Bliss is the only one who can keep Braun calm, it seems. Okay. Uh, Braun is quite upset about these guys from Saturday Night Live always messing with him on Raw, um, you know. So uh, we are uh, we get a satellite feed from the guys from SNL. Uh, uh, one of them is wearing a Yankees cap, which of, of course, course, you know, uh, the people in Boston just uh, come eat alive. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. There, there's Yankees sucks chant all throughout the arena. Uh, so basically, what this boiled down to is. The guys from Saturday Night Live will be entered into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with Braun Strowman and a bunch of other guys. So I think there's about 30 guys that are going to compete in this huge battle royal. Cool. Needed to see that. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thumbs Thumbs way in the middle. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: We'll see how that goes. In my opinion. Um, Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. Uh, I'm I- sorry to Apollo Crews. Don't care. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm not even sorry to Baron Corbin. I don't, I don't oh, care. I'm not sorry to yeah. Baron Corbin, but I am sorry to Apollo Crews. Again, the recurring feature here. This is a very short match. Baron Corbin hits the end of days. After a couple minutes, the match is over. Uh, it, it it puts Baron Corbin over, makes him look a bit stronger. Um, but, yeah, this, this just was totally rushed. Um, and, and, again, we're, we're talking about it Raw where there's just all these uh, build-ups for angles and talking segments for Mania. You know, really stuff that should have been in the works weeks, weeks ago. ago. Weeks yes. ago. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's what it is this episode, though. Um, speaking of talking segments. Yeah. Seth Rollins comes out for mm-hmm. a talking segment. Uh, he says that uh, he's inspired by champions of the past like uh, Ric Flair and Bret Hart and even Triple H. Um, but that Brock Lesnar doesn't inspire anyone, which I agree with, well, y- y- I know you agree with that. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it's a very debatable, I'm sure he inspires a lot of kids to go into MMA because they want to be like Brock Lesnar, or even, even guys who just want to be big, you know, you <laughs> yeah, know he inspires I mean, I guess, those guys, I I'm suppose.
2: sure.
0: <laughs> um, uh, he, uh. Seth Rollins says he's got the crowd on his side, and then he's going to go to WrestleMania and burn down Suplex City. Cool. Yeah. I liked I liked Rollins' angle on this, though. Uh, yeah. You know, because they, they gave it a little bit more of a... Uh, they gave the match a little bit more meaning, you know? Uh, with Seth Rollins going and slaying the beast for the people. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it it gave like, it a little bit more dimension. He's like King Arthur. Yeah. He's slaying yeah. the beast. For the people. For the people. Yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman though he comes out and interrupts and he says uh, that it's all so cute that Rollins has the universe, the WWE universe on his side and talks about how uh, millennials and people on social media are you know um, you know wieners. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Does, he, does oh. he say the word wieners? No, he doesn't use he no. doesn't use the word wieners, but he's talking about oh you know give me your thoughts and prayers. My dog's going to the vet today or. I need your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. My my uncle's having hernia surgery. You know, he's going on this whole diatribe about how, you know, we're all, we're all wimpy. Yeah. But Brock's big and strong. I see. You know. um. So, uh, he, uh, basically, he says that Rollins is going to be ultimately letting the WWE universe down when Brock beats him. Uh, which, I mean, it's, it would be quite sad. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, this is a year's worth of bill. Yeah. For yeah. somebody to beat Brock again, um, so Rollins takes uh, umbrage to this, uh, and he marches down the, the the ringway where Paul Heyman is, and uh, Paul, of course, trips over himself and is on the ground pleading, "No, no, please don't!" Mm-hmm. And Rollins says, "We go to Mania, we beat the beast, and we burn it down." And uh, yeah, the crowd really enjoyed that. Um, just a quick personal take: I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. I, I the guy is the guy can do no wrong in my book. Yeah. One thing I do notice though, quite a bit, especially particularly rather, because of his promos. Um I know he can cut a great promo on his own. I see I've seen him do it in Ring of Honor, I've seen him do it in NXT. He knows how to talk well on his own two feet, but you can clearly distinguish whenever he's uh whenever he's giving something genuinely from the heart when he's talking from the heart and off the top of his head
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, you know you can tell when he's doing that as opposed to when he's doing something that he's been scripted to say yeah because you can you can kind of see in his brain how he's like trying to remember the lines and i gotta remember to say this and that and the other so like you know uh, he'll repeat things like you know burn down suplex city and you know let's burn it down and stuff like that he's got to fit in so many of these catchphrases and, you know, these lines. Uh, To be fair, though, that's not necessarily a specifically Seth Rollins problem, though. It's not. You know, a lot of that comes from the heavy, heavy heavy-handed amount of scripting that they do for not just Seth Rollins, but for (coughs) almost everyone on the roster.
2: No, absolutely.
0: Um, I guess my greater point here is uh, there's guys who need scripting. Yeah. And there's guys who don't. Seth Rollins... Fits into the ladder of that category. Right, Dean Ambrose fits into the ladder of that category. Yeah, um, you know, I could probably talk about a whole bunch of other ones. Roman Reigns might fit into the 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 uh, the other side, where maybe maybe he does feel more comfortable having a script. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's other people on the roster who do. But I feel like, hey, if there's a guy who's skilled enough on the mic, talented enough, and you trust him enough to do it on his own. Just let him do it on his own. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come across way better. One hundred percent, especially for someone as big as Rollins, like he's proven himself time and time again. Just let him go out there give and give a great promo because you know he will. Yep, you 100%. know one hundred percent. Let's talk about Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe real quick. Uh, we're almost done with Raw here, I promise, guys. <laughs> um, so Kurt Angle and Joe have a match. Uh, I mean, it starts with a great callback. If you remember uh, TNA, not, I know a lot of us don't. Uh, but <laughs> you do, Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when when Kurt Angle first debuted in TNA, uh, it was against Samoa Joe, and there was a standoff in the ring between the two of them during a promo segment. And uh, Kurt Angle headbutts Samoa Joe and busts him open, and it was it was wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. pull, part, pull part brawl between mm-hmm. those two. Well, this match opens with Samoa Joe returning the favor, and he headbutts Kurt Angle. Kurt staggers back, and they have a match. It's about probably five minutes long or so. Um, uh, you can just really tell that Kurt Angle is struggling real hard with doing these two two a week shows. Um, it was last the last maybe five minutes of this match. The whole duration of this match, you could tell that Kurt Angle was just tired. You know, and his body's not giving him all that he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I do get Kurt Angle wanting to do this tour, this retirement tour, and to give his all and soak up all of the crowd that uh, reactions that he can, yeah, and get all the adoration while he can. But man, he's just looking, he's just looking rough, yeah. No, um, and, and you know we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, you know, I love you, Kurt, and I don't not want to see you out there, yeah. But my want for you to not get hurt outweighs my want to see you in a match at this point. 100%. I you know? I agree 110% on that, for sure. Uh, so, uh, he's going to have a match with AJ Styles that we're going to talk about from SmackDown. Uh, uh, Triple H comes out on the next segment. He addresses his match with Batista. Uh, T- Triple H has a bit of difficulty getting this envelope out of his jacket. He says this envelope is from uh, Batista's lawyer, uh, who says, um, uh, basically, he will not compete at WrestleMania 35 unless there's a final stipulation made, and, and Triple H reveals that uh, Dave's, uh, well, he keeps calling him Dave, but obviously we know him as Batista. Yeah. Uh, he keeps saying that Batista's managers keep requesting that the date for 30, WrestleMania 35 to be changed because it's to better fit his filming schedule, which... <laughs> haha, Yeah, great. You yeah. Know, uh, you know, I mean... Don't get me wrong, Guardians of the Galaxy is exciting. Yeah. I don't think WWE is going to care one way or another about Guardians of the Galaxy, no. though. No, not at all. Um, So, <laughs> Triple H makes a Spice Girls reference. Uh, it's saying the letter goes, uh, you know, uh, Dave's saying, You're going to give me what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, and he's like, "Well, oh, this this goes on for 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 pages and pages," <laughs> uh, which I mean, it's pr- pretty funny. He was in he was in a real comedic mood. Triple H this uh, that evening, uh, so there was there was definitely some funny bits. Uh, he can you can obviously tell Triple H clearly gets away with a lot more in his promos than the average Joe does. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, the, this match was put over pretty well. The, the stipulation, of course, here that that. Batista's wanting is that he wants Triple H's career on the line um, uh, at their Mania match. Which, if anything, signals to me, it's, it's really quite the opposite. You know, it's, it's Batista's, this is really Batista's last match at WrestleMania, yeah. so is what this tells me. Right. Because I don't see Batista coming back in the full-time capacity at this point. No. so no. But- Especially if they're making the whole angle about like wanting to move the, the date of WrestleMania to fit his... His uh his filming schedule his filming schedule that kind of just shows you which one he uh puts more priority on you I mean, know yep 100% I, I agree with you there um going to be a good match though it'll be a great match yeah. i look forward to it i think the no holes barred stipulation will really help this along cuz we don't know what kind of shape batista's in mm-hmm. as far as uh, wrestling i'm sure he's it's like riding a bike yeah. once you once you get on you can... especially someone at on batista's level mm-hmm. you know Hundred percent. Or I guess what level he used to be on. Right. I, you know. I mean he, he last uh last time he was around, he could still give it a go, yeah. which was good. Um and obviously Triple H is a consummate professional. Yeah. You yeah, know, so I don't I don't see there being anything wrong with this match. Uh this will be Triple H's first match back since he had his uh pectoral tear. Mm. So we'll see how he holds up there. Yeah. Um uh let's see here the I'm, Raw closed with Ambrose and McIntyre. Uh this is probably the shortest last man standing match in history. It probably went maybe six minutes or less. Uh the finish was uh, McIntyre hitting uh Claymore on Dean Ambrose um after table spots and just general brawling throughout uh, the ringside area. Yeah. And uh Dean Ambrose just couldn't answer the count of ten. You know, if uh, I know we talked about it last week a little bit. If Ambrose does end up staying, uh, his reputation is, is very hindered uh, due to these last few months and a lot of the, the uh, butt kickings he's been receiving. Right. 100%. I think that what they need to do is, if he does stay, I would take him off TV for maybe a month or two. Maybe even three, yeah, and just be like, "Hey, just go on vacation, do your thing, you know, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, stay away." Maybe even like have him booked in, or maybe loan him out to different other places to mm-hmm. make it seem like he's on the independent circuit that yeah. his contract has expired. You know, I know that they have a, like these agreements with Evolve. And progress, and you know, maybe send Dean Ambrose, and you know, to make maybe make a little tour in man, progress. Send him to progress for a couple months, please, dude. That would be excellent. That would be super, excellent. Enter him into the Super Strong Style 16 oh, tournament. Man, yeah. Now that so I you get that, a little bit of that, and then if he does end up coming back, you get a huge pop when he does come back. Hundred percent. Oh man, uh, you know, going away would make the heart feel stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I think there's there's a phrase somewhere yeah, about that. Yeah. You know. got most of it. Yeah, I think so. I've, I've, all right. Uh, full disclosure, folks. I've had two of these Starbucks double shot espresso uh, things. Uh, my brain's on fire right now, uh, so I'm probably sputtering all all around here. Oh no, you sound fine. Uh, re- okay. Yeah. As long as you say so. Steve. I think so. Yeah. Do um, you want to talk about SmackDown? Yeah. Let's talk about some SmackDown. Let's talk about let's let's, let's get into some controversy here. Yeah. Um, so the the show opens. New Day comes down. Um, this was actually quite funny. Uh, there was a... <laughs> so, you know how, like, Dude comes out, they do their the little dance, they're walking down the Don't ring. Don't you dare be sour! Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, he, so, Big e's coming down to the ring, right? Uh-huh. And he reaches into his tights, and he pulls out some pancakes from oh, his tights. that sounds normal. So far? So far, so good. <laughs> and, but then he... Like there's some really rabid fans who are like huge New Day fans that are on the the rampway, mm. and he starts feeding these people these these pancakes that like have been in feeding? his yeah, pancakes from his tights. Yeah, he see I've seen him. Yeah, uh, maybe not hand feed people, but I've seen him give people pancakes. Yeah, but not from his tights. No, yeah, these came from his tights. Like like inside of his tights, he just I wonder if he has a special like uh, a pouch. Pancake protective pouch, I hope so, jeez, like don't get me wrong, all due respect to Big E. I just wouldn't eat pancakes that have come just directly from touching another man's body. No, I no. feel like there's like a million like I health. wouldn't even eat pancakes out of my tights, no you know, like I feel like there would be like a million health violations over that,
2: yeah 100%. <laughs> so
0: I wonder how they taste um, we we need to. <laughs> need to contact these people <laughs> and ask them what the sweat added to the flavor listeners if you are out there and you were the, the the people that big e hand fed these pancakes to please reach us <laughs> at headlock talk on twitter again that's at headlock talk we are on twitter or you can write us headlock at gmail.com again that's headlock at gmail.com yeah. we want to hear from you tell us how these pancakes taste exactly steven we want to hear from you what these pancakes taste like. Oh man, uh, these cakes. Big, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so, so moving on, moving right <laughs> along.
0: So New Day comes out, and they're talking about um, you know how great of a journey it's been. They've been going up and down the road, all you know, all over the world with the WWE universe. They went from New Day sucks to New Day rocks. Uh, you know they're they're cutting. Uh, Xavier Woods and Big E are cutting this really great promo, and Big E then says, you know, we've thought a lot about this, and maybe it's time to quit. You know, maybe it's time that that, that we just walk away. You know, uh, you because know, we feel like Kofi Kingston is being treated unfairly. You know, it's not right. We're, we're taking a stand, but we need answers from Vince McMahon before we leave. So, uh, they, they do this, uh, they, they call it Vince McMahon, and of course the man himself comes down to the ring. Um, I'm the man. Yeah. Vince struts down. He pointing to himself. He's like, you want me? Yeah. I'll, I'll come down to the ring. <laughs> so Vince comes into the, Vince walks into the ring. Followed by Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out right after Vince makes him, makes his way into the ring. Daniel Bryan, uh, uh, he, he's cutting a promo. And <laughs> just a quick side note for anybody who's noticed, um, I think maybe I've talked about this before on the show. I don't know. Um, Eric Rowan has a penchant for wearing really awesome metal band t-shirts. Like he's worn like an Amarth shirt. And this mm. week he's wearing like a children of Bodum shirt. Nice. Yeah. So it's like, that's yeah, dope. <laughs> you've got good taste. Yeah. It. Nice. Um, so Daniel Bryan comes out and he says, uh, you know, Hey Vince, if the new day want to quit, let them quit you know uh, you know says that Vince could call up three guys from NXT he could he could put them together in a stable and call them Fresh Afternoon and that he could he could feed the cr- they could feed the crowd waffles and it would be so much more over than the New Day and, okay this, this, hold on now <laughs> I want this this is comedic gold I, I want New Day versus Fresh Afternoon I need that to be a thing I, I completely agree waffles versus pancakes let's let's get to the bottom of this this is a the century old uh, argument. yeah <laughs> personally I like chicken and waffles myself yeah but it's hard to beat a good breakfast when you do have a side of pancakes it's true you know yeah so yes this does need to be a feud I can I maybe we repackage the Forgotten sons from NXT and turn them into fresh afternoon and like give them like 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 bonnet hats with the with like the sunflowers yeah, in them make yeah. them look like really tough dudes, but they're always wearing overalls with with bonnet hats. Yeah. and Yeah, like or you that. could you could just make them look like sunflowers to where they they, <laughs> they have the they have the sunflower headdress, but then they're in like a full green bodysuit. Right, right. And they've got like a they've got like a waffle cannon gun. And oh just go, man. See and waffles, see Biggie. Have. That's way better than the pancakes coming out of your tights. Oh, They're gosh. firing these straight out of a cannon, Ugh, getting up pancakes. into the cheap seats. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's one of the perks of going to a Raw show is that you get, you, you, or you get, or a SmackDown show, you get free waffles. You, you, man. Get, you get waffles cannon yeah. at your face. You want cannon waffles? <laughs> we got them. Uh, yeah, that would be great. That would be fantastic. I, 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 Even I, if they just do this for like. Like a uh, like, even just a joke, just like as a, a just a one-off thing, I want it to happen. Hell yeah, I agree completely. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, and you can tell Vince McMahon's in the ring; he's smiling at the whole thing. He, look, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> imagining yeah, all he, the different. He, the, the the wheel is turning <laughs> in his he's like, head. Man, I can I can really book this. <laughs> I, I think I've got three guys just in mind. Uh, so yeah but he's mo- corbin yeah drew mcintyre <laughs> and and leo rush <laughs> forget bobby lashley yeah. <laughs> fresh afternoon oh man it's a fresh afternoon yes it is yeah uh so um but yeah vince's Vince can clearly, you can clearly see Vince knows in his mind how good of a talker Daniel Bryan is, right? And it's obvious to all of us. This is, uh, the new Daniel Bryan gimmick is probably the best thing that's happened to Daniel Bryan in a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Work-wise. For sure. Uh, um, So, uh, Xavier Woods says, you know what? I think you're too scared, Daniel Bryan. I think you're scared of Kofi. I think you're scared of losing your title. And you've turned into exactly what you were fighting against all those years ago. You're a hypocrite now. And Daniel Bryan takes all sorts of offense to this. Oh yeah. And then Vince, to settle up everything, he gets on the mic. He goes, "Shut up! Just shut up, everybody!" <laughs> and, and and he says, "You know, if if the New Day, if 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 Biggie and Xavier, if the New Day wins this tag team gauntlet match tonight, Kofi's going to get his shot at WrestleMania." So that sets up the main event for the night. The tag team gauntlet match, the New Day, has to compete. If they win the tag team gauntlet match, Kofi's got his spot. Um, So uh, after that opening segment, Charlotte comes out to the ring, and she says, I'm going to prove to you all that I'm not the third wheel in the WrestleMania main event. So everybody's kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Well, Asuka comes out even to more surprise from everybody. And mm-hmm. then it gets announced that this is a women's ta- uh, women's championship match uh, right here, right now. Cool. And it was a great match. Uh, like I found this to be actually better than what their match was at WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a huge top rope Spanish fly spot. Yeah, that move was crazy. It was awesome. It was awesome. really good. It showed both women have athleticism, but also a major amount of cojones mm. to, to, to perform that kind of spot. Yep. That's super dangerous.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it was after that spot I was like, man, I've got a feeling in the pit of my stomach. I think I know what's about to happen. Uh, a few moments later, Charlotte locks in the figure eight spot. She starts bending backwards. And, sh- you know, Oscar taps out mm-hmm. to the sort of shock and surprise of everyone. Uh, so Charlotte's declared the new SmackDown Women's Champion. The live crowd actually took this match very, very, very well. There, there was you could see people in the in the crowd applauding. You know, I was applauding. It was a great match. Uh, however, mm-hmm. and this is my you know what I want to talk to you about, Stephen. Uh, the social media backlash to this has been quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying that. Asuka got ripped off that she's not being used well uh that she needs to quit and go to aew uh, some very extreme points of view here. The last one's a bit much. it is yeah um there's a lot of people on even our Twitter because we were talking about it. we think trying to see what people thought. There's a lot of people on who were writing back to us saying that she needs to quit and go to aew. Mm-hmm. There were even some people who were like threatening and harassing Charlotte for winning the match. Come Which on, is now. yeah exactly it's it's a, it's it's way over the top yeah. this, this this social media reaction to this yeah. match so I mean do you think that I mean do you think that it was a good move or or, or uh, for for Oscar to drop the title to Charlotte here uh, so I'm very conflicted about this just because on one hand it it does give a little bit more weight. To this WrestleMania match with Becky and, and Charlotte and Rhonda. Hmm. And, and that's kind of nice. And um, you know Charlotte has been dealing with this thing of people calling her a third wheel or or a you know a quote unquote ass kisser, uh, yeah, or, or something like that, handpicked by Vince, uh, yeah. everything like that. You know you don't deserve the title, chosen, chosen. You don't deserve this title match or this title opportunity. Um, and so this goes in her favor and, and kind of shuts those people up, which is nice. Yeah. However, where does this leave Asuka? You know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with some of the people on Twitter. I don't know if I would take it as far as to say she needs to quit and go to AEW. Cause yeah. she's, she's been having a very nice title reign up until now. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, um, I don't know where this leaves Asuka now, mm. you know, just because, You've been building her for so long over the past couple months, and she's been having a really nice title reign. And then it kind of just seems that they put the title onto Charlotte as an afterthought, um, just to just to make that triple threat match a, a little bit of a bigger deal. But the question is, is it worth it to put a little bit more weight on that match, mm-hmm. just to just to put more weight on it? Right, you know. Like, I don't know. It the match is going to be huge by itself. Yeah. Does it really need this? Right. That's the question. And at this point, I don't. I don't really know. However, I will say this: I probably wouldn't have done it if I were booking. Okay. So I'll give a little bit of a different spin here because mm-hmm. oh, I can already feel it already. I'm going to come off as a huge Charlotte apologist and. Please, Stephen, as my witness, you know I'm a very big Becky Lynch fan. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've, I've, I've bought two of her shirts online. Yep, yep, I can show you the receipts from <laughs> WWE.com if you want to. I will post them on Twitter if you ask me to. But here's the deal. I get that people are upset. Mm-hmm. I get that Asuka has a lot of fans. And maybe they feel like her booking in the WWE hasn't been the greatest. Yeah. And I'm inclined, for the most part, to agree with them. But here's the deal. This is a TV show. Yeah. You're taking this way over the top. Yeah. In in many regards, especially, you know, actually threatening and harassing Charlotte online. Yeah. That's totally not cool. There's a difference between expressing your distaste and like threatening and harassing. Right, right. Yeah. And I think I think it's our responsibility as fans and as people in the community and 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 in the and I guess to an extent in the media. Yeah, yeah. to stamp out that kind of uh, behavior, yeah. you know. So, I mean, uh, really if you're if, if that's the extent that you're going to, find a different hobby. Right? We don't need fans online threatening yeah. and harassing the performers who are supposed to bring you joy week in and week out. Mm. Right? Um, beyond that, I think this does a few things, uh, on, on a couple different levels, right? Uh, this, first off, like you, like you talked about, there's this perception that Charlotte's being given these opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I think that this is another example of an, an opportunity given that Charlotte actually takes advantage of. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh. That's that's what this is supposed to be about. Is that you're supposed to build heat on Charlotte too, because she's also in this match. Mm-hmm. It's not just about what Rhonda and and uh, uh, Becky are doing. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's also there, so we have to have another reason to, to to dislike Charlotte if we're if Becky's supposed to be the face in this match, mm-hmm. right? So there's two different fronts here. There's Becky and Rhonda, and there's Becky and Charlotte, and to an extent, Charlotte and Ronda have had their kind of moments, but mm-hmm. it's 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 not really the same without Becky there. Um, so I, I think this does build a whole lot more heat on Charlotte, and the fact that the more that we you know look at it here, uh, Charlotte winning is supposed to draw heat. Mm-hmm. Charlotte winning is supposed to make us feel, oh man, well she better get hers at wrestlemania mm-hmm. right so the more that you hate on it in storyline the more that they're winning yeah yeah I, I i can see that for sure i just don't necessarily know if this was really necessary in my opinion you know right no and i get that but this also further legitimizes charlotte you know i mean cuz uh, she won this title match clean off of Oscar, mm-hmm. you know uh, they performed at a very high level in this match and now she's bringing another title into this mix here. Uh, so I mean it, it to me, I guess to me it makes it uh, a much bigger deal that way and 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 like I said, I'm a big Becky fan, um, but there's there's little in my mind to to doubt that Charlotte deserves to be in this match. I think yeah. she adds a lot more to this match at a uh, to to take it to another level Mm -hmm. perhaps Um, but at the same time i can absolutely you know i definitely don't agree with you know the whole threatening and harassing of charlotte on social media but i can definitely see where some of these people are coming from though you know because you have charlotte already in this match which happens to be the main event of wrestlemania and now oscar's just nowhere well, she's in the she's in the women's battle royal now, and I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. That's not, yeah, that's it's nowhere near on the same level, you right. know. That's not a as big of a deal as what it could have been, yeah. Right, and and Oscar fans, I mean, they're rightfully upset about this, and I and I do get that. It's, it's definitely understandable. But I mean, bottom line is, Oscar loses uh, loses very very rarely. Yeah, as much as people say, oh, she's booked terribly. Yeah, she lost to Carmella in back-to-back matches with screwy finishes uh, this past year. But that's been about it. Yeah. She loses very, very rarely in general. Mm-hmm. She's been booked fairly strong up to this point, and, and she's super talented. So, I mean, bottom line, of course, uh, she gets paid very, very well, she, uh, and she's a professional, Right. She smiles all the way to the bank knowing that she's working at the highest level in the top wrestling company in the world. There's little to, to make me believe that Asuka will feel in any way that she's going to go to AEW. No, no, I don't I don't see that happening at all. Even when you were saying that they came completely out of left field, it's like, no, yeah. Asuka is still huge in WWE. It's yeah. like, this doesn't... This doesn't change anything about there's, that. There's people on the internet that feel that way. And I and I, and I personally just don't get it. But, yeah. I, mean, to I each, get the anger, but going that far is yeah, a little much. Yeah, to, to each their own, you can all have your own opinion. I just don't see that being something for Asuka. Yeah. Now, the silver lining here, and I think that if more people saw this, then they would understand. But Asuka cut a promo. I think it was supposed to be for WWE.com's Japanese-related site, mm-hmm. where she... Basically, she, she cuts the whole promo in Japanese, which came off very, very well. Um, it, it roughly translates into, you know, I'm going to pick myself back up. I'm still the Empress. This is a minor setback, and I will one day become champion again. So, I mean, she's, you know, I mean, like like I said, she will be booked strongly again. I wouldn't be surprised if she actually wins the Battle Royal this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it should set something up to where she feuds with Charlotte again. After WrestleMania, gotcha. Just my thought. Yeah, I, it, it, this is just one of those things where I can I can pretty much see both sides of the argument. You know, mm-hmm. uh, coming from from Oscar fans, you have legitimate points. Yeah, you know, I, I I do understand that. But at the end of the day, like you said, Asuka's still making a bunch of money. She's still the empress. We're, she's not going anywhere. We we still will see her. So yeah, and we'll see her again with the title held high above her head mm-hmm. one day. I hundred yep. percent believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, for all those out there who think we're Charlotte apologists, that's not the case here at all. <laughs> we're just making a point here. It's just a show. Yeah. Um, now, what was a bit hard to watch was this Kurt Angle AJ match, and I'm kind of I'm I'm actually really glad that this didn't go through because they went for about a minute there's a little bit of back and forth but Randy Orton comes out about a minute and a half in and interferes mm-hmm. um, uh, they AJ and uh, angle clean house and you know uh, take Orton out. you know so they we didn't really get to see Kurt and AJ um, actually have a match, but they shared the ring together for a final time and that's see for me that's that's just as good. yeah, you know if not even better because we we've expressed this opinion. Kurt, you need to stop wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, this is we're, even honestly better. We're coming up, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think he's scheduled for a match on Raw against Rey Mysterio. Okay. So, that'll be something. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they might try and do a match for SmackDown. I think it'd be interesting if maybe you had Daniel Bryan. Maybe Angle versus Daniel Bryan because that's never been done before. And people have been talking about that for decades. Yeah. Um, cool. so yeah, I mean, th- I think that would be uh, a pretty nice touch. I mean, you could still make it short, maybe have Eric Rowan interfere and then have Kofi Kingston come out and, uh, um, yeah, maybe have angle and Kingston, maybe make that into a tag match instead. Hey, call called an impromptu like tag team match. Rowan and Brian versus, uh, Kofi and angle. I, yeah. think, I think that could work. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a Miz Promo. He says he's going to tear Shane McMahon apart. Shane McMahon comes down to the ring with security, uh, along with Sanity and Shelton Benjamin. You kind of get where this goes, yeah. You know, uh, Shane cuts a promo on Miz. Miz tears through the security and Sanity and Shelton Benjamin, and uh, Shane hightails out of there. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. Uh, so they're building to that match, of course, as well. And uh, uh, you know, uh, the new day. Uh, did win their gauntlet match. They beat Gallows and Anderson, Rusev and Nakamura, The Bar. Um, the Usos came out fourth. They're the tag champs. And then they said, you know, we've got a lot of respect for the for the New Day. You know, we've had some wars with the New Day. There's nothing to prove here. You know, nobody deserves to have that that match against Dan Bryan for the title at Mania more than Kofi. So That's we awesome. so we forfeit and That's they awesome. walk off. Yeah.
2: Totally
0: like great, and in and in canon, mm-hmm. in storyline, it fits perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. big props to whoever just made that decision backstage. Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. Um, and then, of course, uh, they they uh, they did defeat Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan by countout as well. So huge win there for Big E and Xavier Woods. They had a pretty good match. Uh, this whole gauntlet. So. Uh, they interview Vince backstage as he's leaving in his limo. They ask him if he saw the match, and he goes, yes, it was very impressive. Then uh, they ask him, will Kofi have his spot? And he goes, yes, yes, I think so. Now, will, will such a B-plus player like Kofi Kingston, will he beat Daniel Bryan? Maybe. And then he drives off in his limo. And that was SmackDown. Okay. So, good. I'm glad we got both of those shows over. <laughs> um NXT was great. I, I thought it always is. It always is. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Adam Cole came out, uh, called out Johnny Gargano. They had a great promo fantastic segment, fantastic promo. Yeah. If you are subscribers on uh, WWE Network, go and check out that episode of NXT. It's well worth your time. Uh, they they do something really special in that. I, I feel like they they know that this isn't what was planned. Hmm. Obviously, what was planned was Champa Gargano. Yeah. Feud blow off. Um, but Adam Cole's no pushover either. Right. Uh, there's two out of three false baby. This two out of three false stipulation is going to be wonderful. I yeah. can't wait to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately I think that, uh, they built this promo very, very well leading into NXT takeover in New York. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, Gargano and uh, and Adam Cole, they just they do such good promos. They do they do such good promos, and, and really sold this match really well, considering it's it wasn't the plan right. or whatever you know. Absolutely, um, you know, and and I look forward to it. We're going to talk about that NXT Takeover card real uh, real quick, um, just to make further note here. Matt Riddle uh, and Velveteen Dream are official for the North American Championship fist bump here from Steven. It's going to be such a good match. That's that's going to be fantastic as well. Uh, Wearing my velveteen dream shirt. Dream at, over sir. 100%. Yep. Uh yeah, um Matt Riddle killed Kona Reeves basically. Uh Kona Reeves been doing a lot of jobs recently. Uh but yeah. Matt Riddle's been doing a lot of killing. <laughs> yeah, Matt Riddle has. So. Been, he's been he's been hurting people all yeah. over the place. Uh and so uh velveteens uh sitting up at the top of the rampway. He's like he's like lounging on a couch, basically, next to these two lovely ladies it looked uh and um Matt Riddle comes up to Velveteen and he goes, I'll see you at New York City, bro. <laughs> and you know, I think he's gunning for that title. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a, that'll be very, very I'm interesting. Gunning for that couch too. Gunning for that couch. Yep. yep. Yeah. And a big old bag of well All right. broccoli. Yep. yep. Uh, bro. Bro. <laughs> um, so that'll be great. Um, I've had, I've heard different things that from live NXT events that Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream have had great matches. So um, That does not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, if they have anything close to what those have been at TakeOver, uh, I think we're in for a real treat here. Um, and of course we had the blow off on NXT uh, for the Dusty Rose Classic. Aleister Black and Ricochet defeated uh, the Forgotten Sons to win the Dusty Rhodes uh, Classic Tournament. There was a huge celebration. Confetti poured down. Um, That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're pretty confident that Ricochet and Aleister Black, uh, this is starting to come to a close. I think this felt like a really good, like a feel-good send-off for them. That's awesome. uh, Leading into their match. Uh, They're definitely going to go to the main roster. It is still my hope here. Uh, that they're gonna, you know, not only have this match against the War Raiders who came out and they did a, a standoff, Ricochet and Alistair Black and the War Raiders, uh, but that Alistair Black and Ricochet should also have a match against the Revival. They're probably not gonna beat War, uh, War Raiders. Almost said War Machine. Who's that? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think the War Raiders would retain logically, if. Uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet do get called up, and and more likely than not, if they do lose to uh, the War Raiders, I think that they should beat the Revival at WrestleMania. I think it'd be cool if they beat both, but I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think a double championship would be cool and uh, across two different brands. Yeah, defending titles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just got this feeling, uh, or even just you know, just have them. Uh, hold on to that title up until the superstar shakeup, and then have them relinquish it after that. Once they get the official call up, you know, very possible. You know, very very possible. There there has been a rumor going around that uh, if Johnny loses, uh, and this is, I'll preface this by saying the site that is uh, calling this here is is not the most reputable. Mm. Um, they, they have made a lot of predictions and a lot of those have been wrong. Um, uh, but they quoted Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, where he said that maybe one of the plans is that Gargano goes to 205 Live, um, after TakeOver if he loses. Steven looks disgusted, ladies and gentlemen. What? Yeah. I mean, look, he's got options. He can go to the main roster. He go to 205 Live, or he stays in NXT. Dude, nothing against 205 Live. Because they don't promote it. Exactly. Like, what? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't. Nothing against 205 Live. Those guys are very talented. But you want to put one of your biggest, if not the biggest, NXT star onto a promotion that you don't even advertise. Right. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think the best move here for everybody is that he stays in NXT long term, yeah. and then once you know uh, this whole Champa situation gets sorted out, put that to a close. I mean, look, I've mapped out this story here. You could have Adam Cole win the title. I uh, here, well, tell you what, let's jump into this NXT card and we can talk about where okay. I see this going. Okay, so uh, NXT Takeover New York City. A lot of people been sleeping on this card. Okay, Yeah. Uh, because they're all like, oh, WrestleMania, and oh, the G1 Supercard, and we're going to talk about both of those here yeah. in just a minute, but this TakeOver card is probably, and I've said this before, but this truly is the most stacked TakeOver card I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we've got the War Raiders, uh, Hanson Monroe, obviously, versus Aleister Black and Ricochet for the tag team titles. That's going to be a crazy match. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, there's definitely a clash of styles there, mm-hmm. um, but if you guys, if, if they are given the amount of time that they normally give a tag team match, this could be huge yeah. off the charts. This is going to be especially uh really interesting to watch because obviously, like you said, uh two different styles clashing together. Mm-hmm. However, with World War Raiders in their their, you know, big guy style or whatever, they're still crazy fast. They're, They're still very, really fast, very agile, very agile. So obviously, Alistair Black and Ricochet, one of the most agile tag teams on any of the rosters right now. Um, so sort of is a clash of styles, but at the same time, almost isn't as well. You know, because the yep. the War Raiders kind of have this hybrid style going on. So, well, and they and they well, but they can also just smash anybody. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but uh. I think this one's going to be especially interesting because it's not just your standard high flyers versus big guys because these big guys can keep up. 100%. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, speaking of big guys who can keep up, Yeah. Walter hmm. is challenging Pete Dunne for the NXT UK Championship. It's gonna be such a match yes Such this match. this one you might want to put the kids to bed for because it's gonna be brutal yep. it's gonna be violent yep um very um Walter has probably the sickest chops in all of wrestling like it just it it sounds like a like a shotgun going off it if you look at somebody's chest after they take a chop from Volter, it looks like a shotgun went off. What was that progress match we watched last week? It okay. was Volter versus Volter uh, versus Timothy Thatcher, um, which and, I, and uh, Thatcher went home without a chest. Basically, after that yeah, it, it was it was red and bleeding and but Timothy Thatcher's one tough son of a gun. Oh yeah, um, you know if you guys haven't had a chance to watch Progress, I highly recommend it. You can uh just simply do a Google search for demand progress and it's a link for Pivot Share. Um, I think it comes out to like eight ninety nine a month, which you get all the progress shows. You get a lot of other independent wrestling shows like Smash Wrestling and AAW as well. Um, but yeah, if you go back, like all the shows from twenty eighteen were good. Even to go back all the way through twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen everything that they've done in the last three to five years has been spot on yeah and they have a really cool venue uh style too i remember we were talking about this because they don't have a barricade no they do not have a barricade there is no separation between the the wrestlers and the crowd and it leads to a really cool very intimate feeling match Uh, absolutely and also with how low budget progress looks the it's, camera work—it's—it's it's really punk rock, it's feeling. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a really punk rock ethos to it, absolutely. Um, but it comes off feeling very big, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, I've definitely rated Walter versus Timothy Thatcher in that match five stars yeah. out of five, absolutely. You know, um, and I—I I think that Pete Dunn versus Walter will probably end up being the same. I, I really think that this is going to be a spectacular match, and both guys are going to give it their all. Um, at the end of the day, I think we might have a new NXT UK champ here. I'm going to agree with you on that. Honestly, Pete Dunne's had a fantastic reign thus far. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anyone's going to take that that title from him, I think walter has got B- it. Big Daddy Valter. Yeah. Um, we've got, of course, uh, Shayna Baszler, um, as uh, well as Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kairi Sane in the fatal 4-Way. Uh, women's uh ta- women's championship match. Um I mean, I could see this going any way really here. Mm-hmm. I think and I've been ta- we've been talking about this for a while, but I think Shayna Baszler should be well on her way to the main roster 100%. after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um so it's possible she could drop the title to someone like Io Shirai. I think Kyrie Sane's, I mean, we've seen what her title runs can look like and mm-hmm. those are good. Um Bianca Belair could win the title as well. Honestly, I, I'm I'm thinking it's uh, Bianca. Yeah, yeah. It's That's, time. It's awesome. it, it's time for Bianca, and it's time for Shayna. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at this point Shayna has uh, given what she can to NXT. Yeah, and she's proven that she can hold up. So I think it's time for her to move up to the main roster and give give some of those people some some smacks, some smacks, some smacks, and some punches and some. Some submissions. Yeah. 100%. Time. 100%. Uh, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle. So, again, we've heard a lot of hype for this one here from uh, NXT live crowds and live reports. Uh, I don't expect anything else than this to be a very good match. Very much a clash of styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we got to see a little taste of what they could look like in that Fatal 5-Way match from NXT a couple weeks back. Yeah, So... Um, I think there's a lot of promise in that one there. Um, it's hard to call a winner in a lot of these here. No, it really is a lot of these a lot of the people in here is just very even mm. extremely even uh, especially the this match and the main event. yep, main event, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls for the vacant NXT championship. Uh, Adam Cole hinted that Undisputed Era would have uh, a little bit of involvement in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could do it a whole bunch of different ways, but but here's kind of how I mapped it out. Uh-huh. Um, I figured that you could keep Johnny in NXT uh, for the foreseeable future. Adam Cole wins the match is, is yeah. how I would re- script this out if it were me. Adam Cole wins. Johnny's sitting there in the ring once again. Uh, he's, he's sitting down with his head down And he looks over up into the crowd as the, as the camera starts fading to black Everybody's giving him a standing ovation Even though Adam Cole's walked out with the title um, And then it's just time For Johnny to reapply himself And so he gets, he starts climbing back up you know, But for months and months he, he has to face challenges From all the members of Undisputed Era Whether it's R- uh, Roderick Strong uh, Bobby Fish Or Kyle O'Reilly you know, he's had he has to go through all of them to get back to Adam Cole. And by the time, oh, let's say, maybe Royal Rumble next year, take over, you know, wherever that is, uh, against Adam Cole, he finally gets the title off. He finally takes that championship. And then, of course, some familiar music plays. Yep. And who else but Tommaso Ciampa and Goldie come out. Ciampa holds up Goldie, shows him that, shows uh, Johnny, this is the real title. And Johnny kind of holds up his title. And then we finally, after three or four years now, we'll have a blow off at WrestleMania 36 uh, weekend between Johnny and and Tommaso Ciampa. That would be how I would do it. Right? Title, all titles on the line between those two. Whoever wins, takes the belt. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that'll that'll be that. You know, I mean, you'd have to figure out, okay, well, you know, where do we go? Who's going to get called up, Who's going to do this? Right. I wouldn't mind, maybe, if Johnny was to win that, you know, defend the NXT title on Raw. Defend it on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, just have, like, a, we've had these open challenges before. I feel like that could be much more apt for... Yeah, SmackDown, perhaps, than Raw, possibly. Yep. Um, there's a lot more talent that possibly Johnny or Ciampa could work with if they did an angle like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. That's, just, that's just how I would do it. Yeah. Um, but take nothing away here. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano is going to be fantastic. This whole card looks fantastic. Yep. Too many people are sleeping on this one here. I um, mean, that that's this, the thats the story with NXT, though. Yeah. Honestly, like, people just sleep on it yeah. all the time. This is going to be a dark horse for uh, event of the year. Yeah. The show of the year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, this looks strong. Let's also take a look at uh, the G1 Supercard, though, while we have you guys here. Um, because this also looks very, very stacked. Um, uh, this is going to be a Ring of Honor and New Japan participated uh, co-event here. Uh, we've got the Honor Rumble, uh, which will be participants from I, I would I would imagine both New Japan and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Will Ospreay as another never, never open weight champion. He won that title off of Koto Ibushi at Wrestling Kingdom 13. Fantastic match. Fantastic match. Fantastic match. Yep. He will face uh, Jeff Cobb, who is a great up and coming wrestler. He reminds me a lot of like maybe a more technical Samoa Joe. Okay uh he has a lot of amateur wrestling background in him do great slams he's a great big guy nice. um so he's the ROH TV champion winner take all match for both the never open weight and a ring of honor world television championship uh nice. titles uh Rush, uh who is a um up and coming uh guy in ring of honor he's uh he actually used to be Andrade Cien Almas's tag partner in Mexico they were the original Los Ingobernables uh uh guys okay. you know Naito who was also be on this card mm-hmm. uh, was also uh you know in that faction of course in in Mexico mm-hmm. Roosh will face Dalton Castle in a singles match Dalton Castle of course being a former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion uh let me see here we have a Women of Honor World Championship match uh I I uh will face Kelly Klein um which should be good mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, we had a, a, a mailbag question actually on this uh, next match here on the card. Uh, there will be a, uh, a New York City street fight between Bully Ray and a an opponent to be determined. Now, Bully Ray did a lot of calling out of um, a particular uh, punk. He he was of the CM kind. He never said the CM kind. He mm. just he made strong references that it could be someone from Chicago. He was calling people punk a lot. Mm. So there was a little bit of a tip of the hat maybe, hey, let's try and, you know, could it be CM Punk? Yeah. Could he be coming back? And of course, one of our followers on Twitter, non WWE guy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he writes, Who do you think will realistically face Bully Ray at the G1 Supercard? Uh, he says that he saw a video on YouTube from Pro Wrestling Unlimited that suggested that it could be a guy from Chicago that shows up, obviously in reference to Punk here, mm-hmm. um, you know. But, but could it realistically be CM Punk, do you think? No. No? No. We're just going to leave it at that, huh? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it could realistically be CM Punk just because of everything that CM Punk has basically said in the last last many years last many years yeah he he seems very set on this part of his life being over mm-hmm. and uh, he said that multiple multiple countless times mm-hmm. um, and I'm a, I'm inclined to believe him when, mm-hmm. when he says that so I really don't think that that would happen do I want it to happen? it would absolutely it would be dope But I, I think I would jump up on my couch at that point yeah um, another one of our users, uh, users, followers. Uh, nice. thanks, <laughs> thanks, bud. Yeah, another one of our followers here, Mike Charlip, or rather at Mike JG. Oh, I'm sorry, J C, eight two one suggested possibly Minoru Suzuki, who is a uh, uh, New Japan hard man, uh, classic brawler. He's uh, obviously well established uh, at, on New Japan. He's got credible, um, like MMA experience. He's an old school tough guy, um, you know. So if you're looking for somebody to really actually beat the crap out of Bully Ray, I mean, uh, I could think of probably no better, no one better than Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Um, my thought here, though, is since we're talking about a Chicago themed guy to come in, who else better than maybe CM Punk's ex best friend? One Colt Cabana, mm. who could come back. He and Bully Ray have had a history together, and uh, uh, I think that a New York City street fight would also be right up Colt Cabana's alley. So that's my pick here. Thinking it's going to be Colt Cabana. Uh, that makes sense. Would it? Would it be? Could it be a CM Punk? Would it be CM Punk? It's possible. It could be. Never say never. Yeah. It would be. It would probably blow the doors wide open in the in, in the wrestling industry. And it'd be a huge get for Ring of Honor to have like an established top guy like yeah. CM Punk to come back. Yeah, 100%. So, I really hope it does happen. That that would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will, though, unfortunately. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Taiji Ishimori will defend the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Dragon Lee. And one of my personal favorites, uh, a guy by the name of Bandito, um, you know, you can catch a lot of his action, um, in PWG. Uh, so if you're a PWG fan, of course you know all about Bandito. Uh, if you are a fan of, uh, Lucha Libre style Mexican wrestling, Bandito's got you covered there too. Um, and he's really making a splash in Ring of Honor right now, so don't be surprised if Bandito becomes more of a household name, uh, coming into 2019. He's one of my picks, actually, to get into Fantasy Warfare next year. Nice. Okay. So, um keep an eye out for Bandito. I think he's really going places. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if he picked up this IWGP junior heavyweight championship. Uh, there's a winner takes all fatal four way tag team match for both the IWGP tag team championships and the ring of honor world tag team championships. We've got the gorillas of destiny, Tomatonga, and Tangaloa, uh, versus villain enterprises, which is PCO and Brody King, just two big, bad hosses. Um, uh, Versus Los Ingobernables de Japon. Woo-hoo. uh <laughs> yeah, Evil and Sonata, one of Steven's favorite teams, of course. Yep. Um, Sonata had a really great showing in the New Japan Cup. He went all the way to the finals, uh, uh, but came just short to Okada. Mm. Um, oh, well, it's Okada, and man. It's Okada. <laughs> um, and then you've got the Briscoe brothers, obviously, who are Ring of Honor legends, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Um, I mean, I, I would be okay with any one of these teams. Winning that match really, um, probably money goes to maybe Grills of Destiny mm. or the Briscoes. I would think here, but it's totally possible. Uh, I could also see Wilson Gorbunov's win. Uh, Villain Enterprises would be interesting too. It uh, it could go either which way here, Stephen. Hey, well, that's what's nice about Fiddle Four Ways. Absolutely. Let's get into some meat of this card here too. Not that there wasn't any uh, right, you know, right, all, all throughout this here, but. Uh, uh, we've got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Championship. That should be outstanding. Zack I Sabre... saw Zack Sabre Jr. and I said, yes, please. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> is, I mean, look, Daniel Bryan in his heyday, and even today, is a great technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. is just on a whole nother level to yeah. anybody else who is doing technical scientific wrestling. Yeah. And he, for, for a guy of his size and, and, and I guess body type misbuild build. Yeah. You're, you're like, Oh, he's quite a slender guy. You know, he can't possibly hurt me. And then he just puts you into the wickedest submission yeah. that you've ever experienced. Yeah. And, 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 and then he puts your foot in, in your mouth and, and your, and your hand like wrapped around your neck yeah. and, uh, breaks every bone in your body. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, just an awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's putting the British heavyweight championship on the line here. Um, he is the current champion. I don't see that title changing hands. Hiroshi Tanahashi's he's pretty beat up, and I think Zach Sabre Jr. is going to take full advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see it changing either. But with uh, Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi in the ring, it's going to be a great match either way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do agree with you. I think Sabre Jr. will retain here. Uh, we've got uh, this. This is one of my personal favorites here: Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi for the I.W.G.P. Intercontinental Championship. This is like. This is like combining gasoline and matches. Like this, like both guys feed off of each other, and both guys have like tendencies to be way over the top and yeah. like willing to take absolutely every risk. Um, this should be a, a, a very solid, if not definitely violent <laughs> match. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I can't see the title changing hands here either. Mm. Um, but it is possible. Uh, Koto Abushi could very well come away with the IWGP championship here. Uh, Jay Lethal uh, will be putting his title on the line against Marty Scroll um, in a three-way ladder match for the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship match. Um, again, I don't see the title changing here either. I think Jay Lethal keeps the, the strap mm-hmm. and continues to be the top guy of Ring of Honor at yeah. this point. yeah. Uh, I became a very huge fan of Marty Skrull recently, and uh, I'm excited for this match a lot. Yeah, Mar- Marty Skrull is uh, hes very, very uh, a talented individual. He's very good at being a heel. Yeah. Uh, he is the villain, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a good gimmick. Yeah. He's he plays just, such a good character. He's just, he's, just, he's, just, he's just a bad guy. Yeah. And that's all, it's, it's as simple as it is. Yeah. And he does bad guy things. There, there's not a lot of frill to it. No. I mean, there... There's some frill to it. You know, he's got an but, umbrella. Yeah. He yeah. beats people with. He does. He does. Um, here's where I do see a title changing hands here. Mm. Uh, not the latter match, but the main event. Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada. You think so? I think Kazuchika Okada is going to take back the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I think that the story was, uh, for the longest time... Uh, Kenny wasn't supposed to drop the title to Tanahashi, and Kenny can tell you that himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to that on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. He did, they did an interview, Dave Meltzer did, with Kenny, and he said so much himself um, that uh, uh, the plan was pretty much to keep the title, or at least that's that's the way that he made it sound, that he was going to keep the title all the way up through the G1 Supercard, um, or at least retain against Tanahashi,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then maybe drop the, the belt back to Okada um, here um, which would be huge I, I definitely see a title changing hands here um, and I think that um, uh, Okada is going to take New Japan into the next uh, you know uh, the next era of uh, where they're going to be going you know? uh-huh. uh, I mean a lot of their talent left this last year they need to do some rebuilding who better to put the title back onto them uh, the uh, legend that is Okada absolutely yeah um, so just to wrap up our card rundowns here, we're just going to give you an update on where the WrestleMania card is. We're not going to do any kind of predictions here. We're just going to give you guys an update. Yep. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, obviously. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. A triple threat match. Uh, we don't know what the stipulation is going to be now that Charlotte has the titles. We're going to find out hopefully on Raw, um, and we'll keep you guys posted on that. We'll get back to you next week to do a preview show. Actual with actual predictions for WrestleMania 35, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get some clarification on where we're at here. Yeah, um, We'll also have Buddy Murphy versus Tony Neese for the Cruiserweight Championship. Triple H versus Batista and the No Holds Barred. If Triple H loses, he must retire uh, from in-ring competition. Kurt Angle will have his retirement match mm-hmm. against Baron Corbin. That's still the plan here, guys. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz in the Falls Count Anywhere match. So that stipulation has been added. It's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. Yeah, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I'm looking forward to this. I think that yes. this is a great clash of styles. No pun intended. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top here. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. Yay. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, <laughs> uh, Bos and hub Connection versus uh, the Divas of Doom, which of course is Beth Phoenix and Natalya versus the uh, uh, again versus the Iconics versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Uh, we've got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship, and then of course uh, uh, both the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, uh, which is the men's battle royal, and of course the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And That's uh, not even all the matches. It's not even all the matches announced <laughs> yet, guys. Uh we probably still will have tag team matches announced. Yeah. Uh hopefully we'll have um the Usos have a match. Um I don't know against who at this point. Uh, maybe the Bar. Uh maybe uh um, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah. Um uh, maybe um uh, maybe we'll have the revival against Alistair Black and Ricochet. I think hopefully that should be we have that. I'm, I'm fingers crossed. Yeah, I think that should be the show opener. In all honesty, I wish we can get the crowd a little bit up. For sure. Um, I mean, if they put on the pre-show, fine, I'll take it. Yeah. but I'll hey, watch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's what the WrestleMania card looks like so far, guys. And as, um, of course, we're going to cover all three shows next weekend. Um, I know I'm going to cover the the super card. Mm-hmm. And then you and I together will take on the TakeOver and WrestleMania cards, yep. and we'll do uh, we'll do post-show uh, review and thoughts on it, and I hope you guys enjoy that segment. And without further ado, because I know we've had a long episode so far, guys, <laughs> but um, I know Steven's really ready to cover this. I'm really ready to cover this. We're going to talk about the Fantasy Warfare Semi-Finals. semi finals Semi-finals, guys. It's been a long road. It has been a long road, and we're we're almost there. Yeah, got at a little the bit end. more. Got a little bit more to go, though. So just to keep you guys um, uh, ready and where we're at here. Last week we had Seth Rollins beating Alistair Black, uh-huh. T- Tommaso Ciampa beating Kazusko Okada. We didn't get any kind of negative feedback like I thought we would. So really? Maybe we haven't outraged you guys enough yet. <laughs> Had Daniel Bryan beating Ricochet, awesome. and of course, in what was my match of the tournament here, Kenny Omega defeats Johnny Gargano. Yep. Uh, so, where that leaves us here in the semifinals is Seth Rollins versus Tommaso Ciampa, oh. and Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. Uh. So, without further ado, guys, let's let's go with Seth Rollins and Tommaso Ciampa. And this semifinals match at the on bracket A, um, again to give you guys um, a refresher, what we're looking at here is 2018 up to d- up to today. Um, for um, uh, matches, we're talking about in ring style, charisma, general history, how their character has come off, um, storyline. Um, you know, all, all that good stuff, accomplishments, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and, and most importantly, how would this match actually play out in real life? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Steven, I'm eagerly awaiting what you think about this Seth Rollins Tommaso Ciampa match. Cause we talked about it on my way to come and pick you up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you definitely told me that you didn't want to, um, talk anything or uh, about this match. Or how you think it would play out, you didn't want to give me your opinion, you wanted to save it for the show. So, I'm eagerly anticipating this. So, this one's really hard. Specifically because both guys have had huge, huge 2018s. Yeah, absolutely. Huge 2018s. Talk me through it here, man. Uh, These are two of my favorite wrestlers. Seth Rollins, Tommaso Ciampa. Absolutely agree. with, With one of them being my favorite wrestler, Tommaso Ciampa. Um... You know Seth Rollins. Uh, a lot can be said about Seth Rollins, especially in the last few months. With uh, you know him saying, you know I was carrying Raw on my back while while Roman was out and all this stuff, and that's true, 100 percent in my opinion. Um, he's been putting on consistently, consistently great matches um, with Tommaso Ciampa. Had an amazing title run with with the NXT Championship. Unfortunately, had to relinquish it. Uh, Poor Goldie. uh, Poor Goldie. Uh, Had to relinquish it very recently due to a neck surgery. Uh, We're very, very upset about it. But uh, that being said, up until now, huge run. Huge run had... For for Rollins or Ciampa? For Ciampa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had some fantastic matches with Velveteen Dream, uh, Johnny Gargano, um, Aleister Black. So, two very huge 2018s. I am going to have to go with Tommaso Ciampa specifically. Haha, <laughs> okay, interesting. Specifically because of his title reign with Goldie. Mm hmm. That is probably my favorite title reign ever. Mm hmm. Just, just over John Cena's original title run. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I can't I can't give it to Rollins, specifically because Tommaso, Tom- Tommaso Ciampa's 2018 got me back into wrestling. Mm. So, okay. for me, it can't be anyone else. Okay. No, I mean, I definitely see your point. I mean, well, let's, you know, I mean, obviously as a refresher, Seth Rollins, multi-time Intercontinental Champion during mm-hmm. 2018. Um, I think he also won the Tag Team Championships with Demon Ambrose mm-hmm. at that point yep. uh, in 2018 as well uh he um or i don't know if he won it or if he challenged it i, I wanna say that they won it. it correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, write us at headlocktalk at gmail.com dot com or uh post it on our twitter at headlock talk but i mean he is a he is a royal rumble winner mm-hmm. obviously too um and he he did like you pointed out, he's set on multiple cases in multiple uh, occasions that he carried raw and that's well and good. I definitely see the argument there because in a way he did. Mm -hmm. The question for me is, did he improve raw? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's actually the case. And as much as I was a proponent for him last week, can he say the same things about what he did for his brand? Mm -hmm. Like what Tommaso Ciampa can say for NXT Tommaso Ciampa... I like where your head's at. I like that argument. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to Tommaso Ciampa, he, he, to me, made NXT feel bigger. Mm-hmm. Like it could rival the two main shows because of how great of a heel he was. He is, in my opinion, the best heel in the industry, yeah. up to his injury, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like Rollins in many ways, he puts on great matches, but I think the caliber of those matches is just a notch above where Seth Rollins is. Yeah, um, and Like Ciampa left NXT better than when he found it. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look, the Johnny Gargano feud, mm-hmm. the match at New Orleans and Chicago are classics. They had that last man standing match as well. Another very good match where Tommaso Ciampa put the belt on the line. He still walked out as champion, mm-hmm. right? He had the match where he won the title against Alistair Black, on NXT TV and a very good match there. He defended the title against the Velveteen Dream in a great match. One of your favorites, obviously, Steven. Yep. Um, who else did he challenge recently? Um, Velveteen dream, uh, he, Oh, Alistair Black, uh, had the rematch, um, uh, recently. That was a very, very good match. Mm-hmm. I think they, they hold those matches at such a high standard. And NXT does a very good job at crafting and building um, and giving you that separation, wanting to see more of what's going to happen next. Yeah, because even if you have seen Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. this next match is going to be different than the first time you saw it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and as much as it is that NXT builds that infrastructure for the, the audience to view that, it ultimately comes down to the performer's for you to want to come back and see it again.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Tommaso Ciampa's run has drawn in the biggest crowds that NXT's had mm-hmm. ever. Put on the highest caliber quality matches. And it's a tragedy that Tommaso Ciampa will not have his blow off match with Johnny just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, Tommaso Ciampa elevated that title. And, and, and to me, it feels bigger. Yeah. His run with Goldie feels bigger than possibly what Rollins did. And he was champion for a longer amount of time and was more important to his brand for a longer amount of time than what Rollins was. Yeah. And maybe that's a lot to do with Brock Lesnar's absence and Brock Lesnar's kind of screwing Rollins over here. Um, but in my mind, if this match played out in real life I think that Tommaso Ciampa is willing to go into deeper waters mm-hmm. to pull out a win than what Seth Rollins would be
2: Yeah,
0: Ciampa would be 100% the heel Seth Rollins 100% the face Yeah, but there's some, just some aspect about Ciampa that's always there to get the win no matter what Yeah, and I think that would be the case here Absolutely, no, I I agree with you. You know, I mean, uh, I feel bad because I think I, I I mean I really want Rollins to win that the, the Universal Championship at Mania, mm-hmm. but for me, I, I'm going to go with the cult following here. I'm going to go with Tom and Champa and agree with you.
2: Yep.
0: So so we're in agreement then. Yeah. Okay. I think so, well, our commiserations, Seth Rollins. You went very very far. You've yeah. come to the semifinals. We hope that you beat Brock at WrestleMania and that we see you again on next year's Fantasy Warfare. But for today, it's Big Daddy Champa yep. going to the finals yes. of the inaugural Fantasy Warfare tournament. Woo! This is this is getting juicy, guys. You know, and- I can feel the hatred coming from the <laughs> internet right now as I speak. You know, and-, and maybe this would have been different if if we this took place after. WrestleMania, and, and Seth Rollins did go and slay the Beast, it, maybe it could have been different, um, but honestly, I, I think even if he did go to WrestleMania and, and pick up the Universal Championship, I still think that that Champa's title reign uh, really can't be touched at this point. Or can it? By one of these next two men. Mm. Uh, just like last week, this is a tremendous fantasy match. Yeah, yeah. In one corner, you have the new Daniel Bryan. He's here to save the planet. How can you beat a guy like that? Fickle. He's, you know, everybody's fickle. fickle, but you know who's not fickle. He's a man who's determined. He's the cleaner, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. I mean, that's a tough match because I feel it's like... a lot of knees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which knee is better here? You know, Daniel Bryan's... Nobody, hardly anybody ever kicks out of Daniel Bryan's knee. Yeah. I can't... I mean, up until about this year, nobody was kicking out of that bad boy. Yeah. Um, and But, I mean, Kenny Omega's got the V-trigger and yeah, that's that just that's like one of the greatest moves ever <laughs> yeah i mean i mean how can you not love a a good knee to the face like yeah. that yeah um i mean i feel like daniel bryan would have a counter and an answer to anything that kenny omega would throw his way yeah yeah i mean when you talk about kenny omega you're talking cleaner best belt machine one of the best wrestlers to ever be in the ring you know um and there's not a lot of people that are on Kenny's caliber in terms of in-ring talent. Daniel Bryan's one of those guys, Daniel though. Bryan is one of those guys, uh, for sure. And... Man, this is so hard. This is really hard. So, I know in the car we, we talked about it a little bit. We didn't really give give each other our answers or anything mm-hmm. like that. 100%. Um, and I brought up the point that if we are taking into account only... 2018 and up to present day and not taking into account the entire history of the wrestlers that my that my answer would change i agree so let's settle that right now yeah are we doing 2018 present day or are we doing entire history Uh, 2018 to present day i mean we have to we, we we want to look back and you know say like, oh, okay, well this is what the guy's general history is and that mm-hmm. obviously plays in as a factor. Yeah. But the deciding bit that we're looking into is 2018-2019. Against my better judgment, I am going Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Tanner's crossing his arms, let out a huge I, I, sigh. i I'm, I'm I'm shocked. Are you go go, go on? I'm, 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 yeah, let's, so let's hear it. Uh, so let me let me explain myself a little bit about this. Dan O'Brien has had a huge title reign with the WWE Championship, and with everything going on with RAW and the Universal Championship, and in the fact that there is nothing going on with it, and that the fact that that champion is a non-champion that that doesn't show up to, to wwe daniel bryan has held on to the most illustrious title in wwe right now and has elevated that title we spoke a little bit about that with chompa and rollins daniel bryan has elevated the wwe championship and has left that title uh picture better than when he better than when he got there you know um He's taken on a lot of challengers, beaten a lot of them, has put on some great matches at Elimination Chamber. Um, That hemp belt is dope. I really like the hemp (laughs) belt. Uh, But even even just that aside, if we're talking about Daniel Bryan's character, he is one of the best characters in WWE right now. True. I can't argue that. So I'm going Daniel Bryan specifically because... In the time where what should be the most illustrious title, the Universal Championship, has been put on the back burner and WWE has not given us what we want with that championship, the WWE title has now become the most illustrious title and Daniel Bryan has gone above and beyond with his reign mm-hmm. with it. So that's that's my case for it. I mean, you you provide really a really good case for Daniel Bryan, you know. Um, I... Look, if it was any other year, I'd be inclined to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to disagree with you here, Steven. Okay. okay? I'm picking Kenny Omega. And I'm picking... Surprise, surprise.
2: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh,
0: I, very specifically, I'm picking Kenny Omega because, and I hate to keep going back to the well on this year. look at the matches. He had high-caliber matches with Chris Jericho, he beat Okada in the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The two out of three falls match from Dominion. He had an amazing G1 run, uh, losing ultimately to uh, Kota Ibushi, but still had a fantastic match. Uh, and then he drops the title in another amazing bout uh, to Tanahashi uh, at mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom 13. So his whole year from January to January was great. Mm-hmm. Now I'll grant you this: he hasn't had any matches since then because of his whole AEW mm-hmm. thing, his New Japan contract expiring. You know, um, he's uh, he's getting back into better shape, obviously, to, to get prepared for this AEW tour and with Double or Nothing coming up. Um, look, I I think that in real life this match would be awesome. Oh yeah, fan without help. a doubt. 100% fantastic. But, similarly with uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa here, I think Kenny Omega is willing to go into deeper waters and has more reserves to him to win that match. Uh, See, it, if this was Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan, <clears throat> I agree with you. But this is Kenny Omega versus the, the new the, Daniel the Bryan. The new Daniel Bryan. Which yeah. is a different wrestler. That is a different person he is. to me. He is a different person. But look at this. He's lost, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. rather, has lost matches uh, to Kofi Kingston. He's lost matches to. Uh, uh, he's he's been pinned by Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, he he lost by countout with him and Eric Rowan on SmackDown this past week. Um, I mean, I get where you're coming from. He's a very very good champion, and when and when all the chips are down, yes, he is all in so to speak. Ah. <laughs> but, I i mean, Kenny's the cleaner. He's yeah. the best bout machine. Yeah. And his loss, his win-loss record is far superior mm-hmm. to Dan O'Brien's. And, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I gotta go with Kenny. I gotta go with Kenny. And that's no disrespect to, to Dan O'Brien at all. This would yeah. be a dream match of dream matches. Just like, Kenny's last match with Gargano was. Yeah. But I gotta go with Kenny. I, I'm sticking with Daniel Bryan, man. Okay. And, and, and that's that's nothing against Kenny Omega. Obviously, he's one of my favorite wrestlers out right now. Um, but, man, th- this title reign from Daniel Bryan and this this crazy transformation that he's gone through that shouldn't work by all accounts. His character shouldn't work but he makes it work because he is Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah, I, I just, I got to still say Daniel Bryan. Okay, so we we can resolve this a couple ways. Okay. We can, I can either flip a coin, uh-huh. or I can call Chase. What would you prefer? <laughs> I mean, Chase is, let, let, let's, let's, I mean, for our listeners, Chase is actually at, I think he might be at his own birthday party right now. Right. So I don't know if that would be the best thing to do. But, I mean... What, what do you think, Steven? He's your roommate. Well, I will say this. If we call Chase, you know, I know who's going to win. Yeah. So, <laughs> that may or may not be the best idea. Okay. So. uh, Well, I'll tell you what. Where's J-Raw when you need him? Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, get this. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to J-Raw. He was supposed to come on this week's show. Right, right, right his mother-in-law's in town, of course, yeah. and I, I said, you know okay, well, that's understandable. I get yeah. it. family family comes first absolutely. I did give him the invitation hey if, if if he and his mother-in-law wanted to come over and be on the show, I mean by all means we yeah. could have all four of us there yeah. talking about it. maybe we could settle this dispute right here right now. but that's not the case here today, Stephen. so as unfair as it is, we're having our second coin flip of the tournament. oh man, so heads. Who do you you want for heads? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. So that's Tails for Kenny Omega. Yep. Okay? Alright. This this doesn't feel right. It doesn't. But but it's the only thing that we can do here. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Here goes nothing. No matter the outcome here, both guys are fantastic. Steven is witness to this here. I have flipped the coin. I flipped it. And it's now in my palm. I'm revealing the coin now. It's tails.
2: Oh, man. Dang. All
0: right. All right. It, it wasn't fair. It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't the best way to call it. But we have to do this 100% with the only resources that we have here today, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So Kenny Omega, by hook or by crook, <laughs> has, has has reached the finals and will be facing the one and only Tommaso Ciampa. In Again, the the inaugural Fantasy Warfare Finals, well, ladies and gentlemen, that would be a huge match, a classic of all time, something that I'm looking forward to. Steven. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, until next time, then. Uh, well, we won't ha- we won't be able to cover Fantasy Warfare next week. Uh, I wish we could, but we're going to be super duper busy. We got a preview. We got to do a short preview show for WrestleMania next week uh we're going to do uh review shows uh post shows for NXT Takeover uh New York City. Uh I'll cover the G1 Supercard uh for New York, uh for Ring of Honor New Japan and then uh, uh WrestleMania uh 35 night on Sunday. We'll also do a post show for them. Yep. So we'll be super busy ladies and gentlemen, but the following episode after that we will do the finals. Yep. Kenny Omega, Tommaso Ciampa in an all-time classic. Oh, man. I'm stoked. It's funny. we When we originally put Fantasy Warfare together, uh, the the dream matchup at the end was Champa versus Omega. Yeah, and, and we made it there. Somehow. Not, not necessarily on purpose. No. But we made it there. We had to do it by the flip of a coin yep. many different times. Yep. Twice. Uh, so, I look forward to it. Before we leave, Stephen, do you have anything else that you want to say? I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Had a lot of fun working on this podcast, putting some of this stuff together, planning it. And uh, just the fact that we have some listeners that are listening to us, giving us feedback, asking us questions. it, It really, for lack of a better word, really warms my heart. And, and thank you guys, honestly, because I, I really enjoy this, and I'm glad that y'all are enjoying it as well. I, I agree with Steven, absolutely. We appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate any feedback. Our Twitter community is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love talking with all of you, and uh, please keep the questions coming. Please c- continue the feedback. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, get, you know, Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you can stay in touch with us and get more content from us as we produce it. Uh, we want to keep doing more for y'all. Uh, we've discussed a, a Patreon page. We've discussed mm-hmm. many different options and resources to keep this thing growing and running. Um, there's a lot of ideas that Steven and I both have to where we can uh, continue taking this here, and we look forward and we're excited for each episode as it comes. Absolutely. Um, So we really appreciate you guys listening. I know this has been an insanely long episode this time around.
2: It's not not too
0: long. It's not too long, but we appreciate you sticking with us here as we talk about all this. Uh, This is, uh, on a personal note, this is the thing that I look forward to most every week. Yeah, 100%. And and, uh, I'm I'm really glad that uh, you guys are checking in with us. I'm super excited for WrestleMania weekend. Stephen, are you excited about WrestleMania weekend? Absolutely. This is going to be great. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at Headlock Talk on Twitter. You can also write to us for our mailbag section, um, headlocktalk at gmail.com. Yep. Also, uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash headlocktalk. 100%. Got a lot of cool stuff coming for you guys there. Hit hit the subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spotify. Yep. Uh, we uh, you know So that way, like I said, you guys can stick in touch with us and get all of our content. And until uh, next time, my name's Tanner, and to my left here, the one, the only, Stephen. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. And later, y'all. Later, y'all.
1: Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to MinuteClinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products, all in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends. You can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit MinuteClinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.